I thought I'd just uh, spark up real quick. Three, two, one, mark. Oh, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Are we gonna be funny this episode? Um, I need Chandran here to like help me bully you, Austin. Like, yeah, with without Chandran, it's you know you don't have the. You know, Shut up, Austin. Yeah. Oh well, I guess this is as good a point as ever. Hey, everybody, um, we're a man down today, but we're also a man up. Um, so instead of Chandran, uh, we have another white man on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we are rebranding. Uh, <laughs> um, he's gone forever <laughs> yeah. don't expect him in the next episode um, gone R.I.P. Chandran damn that's crazy Chandran, do you have anything to say about this? shut up Austin and, and, then, and, then, you, and then you put in the I know I know yeah no we um, so yeah what's uh, oh goose what? sorry I don't know what that was. Sorry. Anyways, I, saw, um, I said, so, "Ooh, a goose!" I saw a goose. <laughs> so, um, our guest, you want to introduce yourself? Maybe plug your Twitter. Hey, uh, so okay. I'm I'm Ethan. Uh, my Twitter is at Real Circuit City, but I don't really post. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, uh, first time listener, long time caller. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> We need I'm giving myself, I'm giving myself work already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah now, you, now you know how it feels. Because um, I, whenever I edit episodes, I have to... Am I, am anyway, I here you now? were saying... Yeah, you're fucking here now. Uh, I just got the Snapchat from Greg that said, Bitch, get on the pod. <laughs> and yeah, that's how and that, came at a, that came at a time when I was in my yard uh, foraging Picking berries. berries. Not on my own accord. The blueberries popped open and all fell out on the grass. So, Shut up, Ethan. There I was in the front yard foraging for berries. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought you meant there was a no, blueberry bush in your no, front yard. No, this is much less. Not that you just dropped. No, yeah, a this is it. I just, the blueberries popped open from the grocery store, yeah, and I got a, I got a little bit of that. It. I got a little bit of that paleo diet uh-huh. experience, you know. Uh, yeah, no, I had foraging to, for berries, chimp mindset. From the grocery <laughs> store to the ground in my yard to me. <laughs> well, at least we still got a uh, member of the LGBTQ community on here. Fucking paleo, paleo diet Christ. looking ass. <laughs> You're like trying to cancel yourself. <laughs> I can't be canceled. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course. You've been given the the F word pass. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, don't say that. Do you want me to? No, don't, don't do that. We brought Ethan on the pod because, um, well, first and foremost, he started giving me um, dollars. He paid me. One. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, One he, of them. He started giving a monthly donation, which is a thing you can do on Anchor, I found out. Um, and then I was like, I appreciate that. You want to come on the pod and talk about like weird monkey shit, um, and you know he was he was finding some stuff. So yeah, I don't know where where should we start in terms of the discoveries that we found. 
I went on a little hunt for content, um, mm-hmm. and I, I looked in the Library of Congress, and I was like, oh, you know, there's going to be some, like, you know, pretty bad things here. Um, and let me just pass this link around real quick. And I didn't even spend that much time on it. Like, this was, like, one of the first results I saw. Um, Just oh, went in my library bad. of Congress sent... and put in chimp. What did he send? I, s- <laughs> I sent back to you a link to the message where I sent the uh, the thing. Hang on. Let me fix it. Oh, all right, okay. all right. Here we go. Link, dickhead. Okay. Yeah, no, Here we go. <laughs> all right, so everybody... Everybody Didn't just no, off Discord to a really Discord. good start <laughs> right away with the uh, the headline, and I suppose we should include. Are we are we allowed to say this? Shut up. Um, we're allowed I didn't to want read to say it. that. It's kind of like when you yeah. read To Kill a Mockingbird and everybody wants Although to say the line. I will say in history class, our teacher made us all say it out loud at the same time to take the power away from it. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, it didn't work. <laughs> it was just really weird. Yeah, that's good. Oh, oh no. It's <laughs> just really funny. Um, did, uh, okay, hold on. Okay, just so you know, uh, oh, Ethan, I, uh, I you're going to have to speak all of yep. the visual things, yeah. otherwise they won't know what Okay, so, uh, I guess we should include a disclaimer that I'm literally reading uh, uh, off from a, a, a scan in the archives of a newspaper from... Okay, it was the Washington Times, uh, December 28th, 1919. And this was, like, one of the very first... Like, I just, like, searched in the Library of Congress for a, a few key words to get us, you know, some hits about, you know, primates and whatnot. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this was, like, one of the first things I saw. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's... I don't think this I need to delve any deeper. weird shit. <laughs> Oh, we need like a, a an old timey newscaster. Uh, we could, we could, voice. you know, we should get Chandran to read it. Shut up, Boston. <laughs> Can you do a voice effect that's like a <laughs> mono radio or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Greg Greg's mic sounds bad enough. I, I can just like do the voice effect. Yeah, sure. work. I can just do it. Do you want Here, me to read see? the headline? Science explains. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if I should read it. Should, should we take it seriously? Or like, will making it joking make it worse to read it out loud? I don't know. Uh, well, making it joking at all seems fucked up, so... Okay. So, here's what it says. Science explains why the Japanese have those squinty almond eyes. And then the subhead is, Curious studies of face and neck muscles, which seem also to show... Why the Frenchman shrug, shrugs his shoulders, the Italian gestures, and the black rolls his eyes and other racial characteristics. Well, I can tell you why the Italians gesture. It's because they can't <laughs> well, speak. Well, I, th- I think that's literally the argument that this article is making, right? Like, that they're, that they're like, the Italian similarity to chimpanzees oh, is oh, it might be. What, um, <laughs> what prompts them to, to gesture. <laughs> Striking. This, that's the only one I'm allowed to laugh at. <laughs> well, here we go. I can just read the article. You can zoom in on it. Here, hold on. Let me just in, scroll through here it. for uh, the Italians. Speaking of Euro- Europeans, further classifications must be made. 
Since the Latin, or Mediterranean, races present so many racial differences from the Anglo-Saxons, the Latins, notably the French, talk with mouths, eyes, and shoulders. What? Doesn't everybody do that? Oh, no. Oh, no. What did you find? <laughs> the next paragraph after that um, is, this is explained by reference to the identical chatter of the higher apes. Are they calling everybody i i mean i think so i mean this is literally published in a newspaper as if it's like fact like this is some real old-timey race science it it says science explains (laughs) science explains it it really is just setting the the bar they're saying like this is you know scientifically proven. mr science himself oh god the latins okay i we might have to cut this whole part that i'm gonna read because it's just really fucked up. The Latin. <laughs> I, who who wrote this actually? Let, let me. Was this written by Hitler? Oh, are you gonna Google this Doctor W H Balu. I don't know who that is, but he's canceled. Let me Google him. Yeah, let me give it a try. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking a lot at of, it. Like racial slurs in this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we can read any of this. Like I think. I think I'm going to have to cut, I'm going to have to cut, like, reading all of this, because it's like, it literally is shitting on everybody who's not from, I don't know, the Holy Roman Empire. Maybe we should just brush over and give just, like, a very brief explanation Yeah. from skimming. Yeah. They are talking, they are also in here talking about the goddamn Polish. Polish? Are which, you safe? Uh, they were especially, I don't know, that was, like, one of the groups of slavic people that that like oh, yeah boomers would be like tell like uh you know polish jokes oh yeah i guess that's true the origin of the light bulb joke yeah the polish put their blinds on outside the house <laughs> yeah i don't what the, what the hell i actually did that? know a polish lady did know a polish lady when i was a kid who did put the blinds on outside of the house for no reason <laughs> Uh, uh, does it does it continue it, to it the next gives page? You, it gives you the damn. ability to newspaper. Yeah. No, it just says uh, white blondes can be says, vampires on the next page. Um, hang on, let me. It's flipped over the page. Oh, the next uh, next article is: Has science found the secret of perpetual youth? They're really busting out the science with this one. Yeah, the Mister Science himself is. Uh, you know, certainly... This is from a different Mr. Science. This is from Dr. I.L. Nasher. Dr. Nasher. Why did the... It's always with the two initials and then the last name. Because they're not real. Yeah, these are fake people. <laughs> but I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna go ahead and see how many pages it takes for this article to be racist. Probably one. Um, not yep. even? Yep. Let me... <laughs> provide links to the other articles that I found that were that touched a little back on um uh MK Ultra Oh yeah, MK Ultra. We got to talk about that. So uh in Ethan's deep dive for content, uh we asked ourselves the question, uh did the government do MK Ultra to monkeys? Did they try to like mind control chimpanzees? And the answer is of course yes. <laughs> Um, I thought about this because uh, on that uh, previous episode about the, I mean, I don't remember how long ago this was, but um, NASA just, like, euthanizing, like, 30 chimps, 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was this, like, animal activism nonprofit that had, like, request the Freedom of Information Act documents for that. And I was like, damn, I sure would like to read those. Um, but, uh, I don't know. In, like, you know, classic nonprofit fashion, they were just like, uh, we found these, we were given access to these documents to further our cause. No, we will not let you see them. Um, so they just, like, have the documents and won't give them up. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, that, so that had me thinking, even... like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, you got it. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, so, like, um, before you go into MK Ultra stuff, uh, was, is it, like, not even confirmed that they euthanized the chimps? Or, like, why would they not, like, tell people, like, what happened to the chimps? No, so, like, uh, with the Freedom of Information Act, you can request documents, um, but then, I guess, it's on, like, they don't just, like, declassify them and, like, I don't know, put them in the archive or whatever. It's, like, up to you to, like, distribute them, I suppose. Not really sure on all the details, but basically, like, in that article, um, from that, like, animal activist nonprofit, um, they, like, gave a few, like, key details from the, uh, the documents that they were given, but they didn't actually provide you any way to read the documents. So, like, they told us, like, the number of chimps, when it happened, and, like, I don't know, like, I I think they included that, like, NASA's reason was that the chimps had, like, Parkinson's. Um, oh, Jesus. But, uh, no way to actually read the article. They Wait, so, like, have it 30 chimps had Parkinson's? I think that that was something you guys talked about. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I, like... I could be wrong. That's terrifying. Just, like, 30, like... That's, like, a horrible image. Like, 30 chimpanzees, like, violently shaking... And that Damn, that's crazy. Raises the question is like, how would all like every single one of them have uh, had what the hell Parkinson's? Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe MK Ultra mind control shit. Who knows? So we, I don't know. I was just trying to figure out if if MK Ultra involved chimps, because you would think, but but I don't know. I suppose they could have just made the the leap of being like, of course, let's immediately test it on unwitting participants humans yeah. i mean that's not that hard to believe um so um i just like you know popped in a quick search and was like you know mk ultra monkeys gotta know the truth um and i found like two articles <laughs> yeah you know honestly i wasn't sure if they had done mk ultra like if they had done any testing on uh on chimpanzees or primates and i was gonna be like oh wow how it's very progressive of the cia to not do animal testing it's very cruel um instead they just uh blasted ted kaczynski's mind with lsd until he became the unabomber um but um (laughs) actually greg just as an aside do you think ted kaczynski was a mk ultra victim i think so all right we can go back to that later, but yeah, so fucking, um, in these articles, uh, I, I took some screenshots of choice paragraphs. It says here, uh, the documents released this week show that in addition to tests with drugs on humans, some type of testing was conducted on small dogs and monkeys as a part of the MK Ultra program. <laughs> um, in his laboratory at Fort Detrick, Olson directed experiments that involved gassing or poisoning laboratory animals. 
These experiences disturbed him. He'd come to work in the morning and see piles of dead monkeys. His son Eric later recalled, That messes with you. He wasn't the right guy for that. Olsen also saw human beings suffer, although not a torturer himself. He observed and monitored torture sessions in several countries. MK Ultra agents at one point flew small dogs and monkeys to an unidentified, isolated site, constructed homemade wooden shelters for the animals, and then, after the animals were killed, buried them under coatings of lime in a remote field. So, huh. like, th- there's, like, CIA black site, like, executions for chimpanzees going yeah. on in this country. <laughs> like, just for the record. <laughs> but one thing I picked up about uh, the, like, lab worker, I-, I don't know, I don't know much about this guy specifically, but it was, like, uh, he was like, yeah, I was the one personally killing the monkeys, but it really fucked me up to see them dead. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> it was like, oh man, I feel bad. <laughs> hey, I'm so, let me just give you guys a little bit of, uh, a little bit of background here to the other thing that, uh, he was doing before he was at, uh, Fort Dietrich. He was at the Dugway Proving Ground in Utah, which is about 25-ish minutes by the interstate from, uh... <gasps> From where I live in Salt Lake City. Oh, Greg, you gotta go. Where there. they worked on aerosol toxins. <laughs> where they test, where they test bombs and aerosol toxins. And um, here's a fun little aside. Um, a lot of this is blamed on the massive copper mine that's um, adjacent to Salt Lake City. But Salt Lake City has one of the highest rates of cancer and birth defects in children in the entire country. Oh, Jesus Christ. I will also just throw it out there that where Dugway Proving Ground is, is it's like south, south, southwestish of the city. Where there's this big gap in the mountains that normally, you know, enclose the entire valley that I live in. But all of our weather comes from the west, so everything that they were blowing up would just blow through that, that blow through that pass, and blow its way straight up into the city. And the most interesting part is that the cancer rates and the sickness rates are concentrated right in front of that big gap in the mountains at the southern end of the valley. Greg, uh, are you going to take one for the team and go undercover, like investigate I've been there. the secret uh, monkey torture? Oh, torch I mean, I've been to Dugway Proving Ground. Oh. If you just like drive, like if you go on a drive. It's not like living on the East Coast like you guys. There's not like a million ro- there's not like a million roads. There's like three. So if you leave the city, like sometimes you drive past it. Like I've driven right past it. There's this Have you ever seen any chimpanzees escaping from the premises? No, they die out here though. No food. Yeah, I mean I'd imagine. Or they freeze to death right now. It's like twenty degrees outside. Greg, do they have peyote there? Um, like just growing on the ground? <laughs> yeah not okay let me just blow away some common misconceptions real quick <laughs> salt lake city looks just like charlotte all right it's just drier it's not we don't i don't live in i didn't mean arizona you're it's, in the city and just growing through the, a crack in the sidewall little, no little but it's not weed. the desert or this like there's a the desert. or there's like a straight block of desert in the middle of the city that's not no, what no, i no, meant no. but this is not <laughs> the Greg desert period the this entire after work. the the desert like the actual desert is either 4 hours to my south or like an hour and a half to my west we're not in the desert this is like like the ukrainian steppe 
<laughs> That's a great. It's, it's green. Comparison. It's green, and it's there's trees and there's stuff. It's not like empty. So peyote doesn't grow here. No, go further south. Uh, I'm sure you can find it on the side of the road. Is, let, let's say some chimpanzees did escape from this MK Ultra torture lab, and uh, they they made it all the way out to the you know Utah desert. Um, let's say they found some Fremen technology, right? And in do you think chimpanzees could recreate Frank Herbert's doom? Utah's already essentially Arrakis, so. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like, do you, do you think do you think a chimp would be? I guess this is really the quintessential question that the MK Ultra experiments were asking. Where, uh, do you think if you gave a chimpanzee uh, hallucinogenic drugs, it would uh, think it was God? Do you, if you take enough hallucinogens? I don't know, I haven't tried it myself. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> it's it's just insane to me that, like, piles of dead mon- Like, ha- just how many monkeys were they importing for this? And for the, like... I and mean, obviously, I guess... I don't think... How declassified are these documents? And, like, how in-depth do they go? MKUltra has never or? been fully disclosed to the American public. Yeah. Never I mean, will be. I meant specifically the monkey parts, but <laughs> I guess that would also be the same case. Um, I, I and in that article, it like describes that they were building these little structures and just filling it with monkeys and small dogs. Sorry, chimpanzees and small dogs. Um, you mean like the the wooden structures or like yeah, just wooden structures yeah. and I was just like like silos of chimpanzees, <laughs> <laughs> putting them out there. I guess in just like some kind of test site. Was it? Do you know, Greg, if it if it was saying basically that it was at that? It wasn't in Dubai. Ah, okay. No, it wasn't in Dubai. But basically, just like building. Site. Yeah. Fifty-fifty well, shot. It's in either Utah or Nevada, um, though. That's where most of America's like large research facilities are. Or in like South Dakota or North Dakota. There's a ton of them out there. In the in the desert, nobody can hear a chimpanzee scream. Uh, okay. Um. Let me just read some lines that stuck out to me. This one, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't really have to do with the chimps part, but here, let's let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, in another 1955 project, researchers requested five thousand seven hundred twenty dollars from MK Ultra officials to test LSD on returnees from communist countries. No indication is provided in the release documents why a hallucinogen was needed to interrogate the returnees or of their nationality. Yeah, no, Jesus Christ. Just a I chance mean, to dose some commies, uh, you know? We we focused on the monkeys at first, but um should be noted that most of MK Ultra's like horrible horrible effects and like experiments were done just on people that were like disposable to the government. Um and obviously the Monkeys were also disposable if they were literal, like, mountains of monkey corpses, but honestly, I, um, do either of you know why they coated the corpses with lime when they buried them, or? Oh, oh, it's so you don't smell. Oh, so they're, like, hiding these monkey corpses, or is it just, that's like a thing in, like, movies where... Yeah, I don't know, like Goodfellas or something. They bury a body and put lime over it so that dogs don't. Well, find it, it okay. So what huh. it does is it essentially like 
so like the Nazis used to do this, like when they had a mass grave, because body disposal is really hard. Um, what they do is they put like lime over the corpse, um, and it kind of like dissolves you, and it dries out the corpse. It it, it kind of melts a person. If that makes sense, it, it's so lime is like powder, but when it comes in contact with a dead person who's rotting and is, ugh, gotta hate this juicy, it acts as an acid and it slowly Ooh. like eats them alive, but it keeps the smell away because it's it destroys basically like the like the bacteria. It destroys everything. Huh. And to clarify, this isn't. This is quick lime. Like, this is like you know, powder. The, the fruit. This is like uh, processed from lime. It's, it's like it's in concrete. Yeah, no, it, yeah. yeah this, is, this is not the fruit. Um. <laughs> um, I found something else good. Uh, so basically, well, not good, but I just realized <laughs> yeah. that this this article. So it was in the Washington Post in August 1977, which I don't know. That's a little bit surprising that you've got from 1977 a little a little bit of information seeping out about mk ultra jimmy carter um, was president yeah. so basically it <laughs> describes that uh and you know this probably isn't news to some people but that um uh basically you know a shitload of the records of what, what the experiments were and and the results and details about them were destroyed by uh uh I think the name was Sidney Gottlieb. Um, but the, what they're getting from this is uh, financial records. Or, or, or a lot of the basis for this article is based on financial records and, um, I guess, uh, uh, accounts from uh, the, the one specific person. Um, and uh, there's some good details here like i just found uh hang on so uh mk ultra agents at one point flew small dogs and monkeys to an unidentified isolated site constructed homemade wooden shelters for the animal oh shit oh yeah no, I already said this is exactly what you just read <laughs> i i'm looking for a different line my bad um okay 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 uh, it's fine greg's editing this episode me, so he gets i found a good so i found a really pain. good just listening. Just <laughs> okay, here, here it is. In early 1955, a number of small animals were flown to a remote site where at least six agents were living in a rented cabin. Receipts for the period note that the agents bought a piece of meat and marked the receipt, meat used for dart target. Agents also purchased uh, tetanus toxoid and marked that item for special operations personnel emergency. Um... One of them Among had the other to get receipts, a shot. turned in. <laughs> okay, I can explain that later. I saw why. Um, <laughs> Among the other receipts turned in by the agents were several for bags of lime. A March receipt is marked "lime used for decomposition of animals in field after test." Dash berry. Um, and uh, here's here's a little detail that I think uh, explains that tetanus shot. Um, here the line is. During the same MK Ultra 
project, agents spent several days firing darts into a small slab of meat, and apparently, in one instance, accidentally into one of the agents. (laughs) What? So, the receipts show that they just, like, bought a slab of meat and said, yeah, this is for target practice. And then, and then, you know, they were fooling around, getting up to no good. Just, you know, just you and the boys in your wooden cabin in an isolated zone. Um, and you know, it just, it just happened, you know, one of the, one of the darts, you know, went into, went into a leg or something. I would absolutely love to... You think he got tetanus from that, or... No, but I don't know. That's always supposed to get a tetanus shot if you get cut by, like, a piece of metal. Uh, okay. Huh. Yeah, and, and another so. thing is, it, what pops into mind is, that if they were practicing firing a dart gun, and the receipt shows, like, oh, you know, we went out and bought a slab of meat to shoot darts into... That tells me that they were, like, practicing using the dart gun to, like, tranquilize, like, a rogue chimp or something. I I feel like, I mean, that could certainly be the case, but in my mind, there's, I feel like, one, they wouldn't have any problems just actually pra- using a chimpanzee for practice, <laughs> um, just because it's the fucking CIA in the, what is it, 50s, 60s, whatever, that time period, um... Maybe it's still ongoing. I don't know, <laughs> but um, uh, I I think maybe the implication of this being done in combination with like in the context of MK Ultra rather is maybe they were trying to see if they could remotely um, administer LSD or other sorts of you know whatever other drugs they tried to use for mind control in MK Ultra, and I'm guessing they were testing. They were this testing is, the course, delivery system work, on, the, on the slab of meat. Well, yeah. They, they were definitely testing the delivery system, is my point. But I think they might have also gone on to test that delivery system on the monkeys um, to see, like, how much they could take before it killed them. Um, and I assume they sort of extrapolated a bit, um, made some minor adjustments to see if they could do that on humans. Who knows if they ever tried darting a human with LSD? I'm sure there's something about that somewhere. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like a, a big takeaway for this, for me at least, is like, um, basically, my point I'm trying to make is that if, if the CIA or some other fucked up organization is testing, uh, morally and like ethically questionable things on primates they're doing it because they want to do it to humans like there is no other reason at all for them to be doing it and the i mean since it's the cia you can assume that if they did it to monkeys there's a good chance that they did it to humans because the only reason they would be doing it to monkeys is because of how close they are um and anatomically and physiologically, I guess, to humans. So, like, whatever gets declassified about, like, fucked up experiments for primates, just assume that, like, if it's, like, really fucked up, like, assume that that's something that is intended for humans as well a lot of the time. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not every, like, biomedical firm that tests on chimpanzees or uh, whatever is, you know, out to do like evil experiments on humanity but like the implication there is of course that they're testing something out on humanity's closest relative 
And so, you know, of course, if they're doing that, then they're likely trying to see what it would do to humans. You know, keep, 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 your, keep your eyes on that. You, you might want to... <laughs> um, it is also worth mentioning that uh, this the documents, these receipts, the financial records were from 1955. And that was like basically the some of the really early years from what I can understand. Um, like I just kind of did a quick check. Uh, it looks like, um, you know, they, it, it's, uh, here, I, I see a record of Sidney Gottlieb, that, that name I mentioned, the guy who destroyed all the records, um, uh, approved of an MKUltra subproject on LSD in, like, June 1953. So they were just first beginning with LSD in, like, mid-1953. So, hmm. by... And that was just the approval for it, so, you know, who knows what happened. But, um, it seems that it's possible, like, they being this early into the date range of MK Ultra that, like, they were just using chimps at this point, and then they were like, you know what, we've, we've, we, we haven't had success mind-controlling, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, it is also in this article that they mentioned this was like germ testing they were like gassing these chimps i shouldn't bring the lsd uh yeah that is but still that is also really worrying because they were like (laughs) aerosolizing particles and testing it out on chimps and so like you know obviously (laughs) let's not get into like chemtrail conspiracies but shit like that is like probably what they were roughly testing you know (laughs) Um, Another good line from this one article is, all right, here we go. The documents show that the CIA's financial office watched his pennies closely, in one case initiating a flurry of memos to retrieve five cents left over after completion of an MKUltra project. Um, And that's just really interesting because, you know, there's like, you know, billions of dollars that just get like lost by the Pentagon. (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't know where it went. Went somewhere. Huh. Um, but no, I wait, 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 hold on. So wait, do you ascribe to the theory that the three-letter agencies are incompetent, or that they are incredibly powerful? I mean, you do, you do always see, like, I don't know, same with, like, every part of, like, the U.S. Empire, where you're like, wow, they really fucked this up. <laughs> like, do, I like, I don't like know, they're like, not. making things incredibly I just feel like they're not you. fucking things up. It's it's um... yeah yeah that's what I was saying. I'm saying basically you can't have it both ways. So I wasn't saying like, I'm saying like, you know, at the same time it'll things will be like made incredibly obvious for you. So you can't just assume that that's like incompetence because they have like control of what all information gets. I like out to think ever. it's a form of maskarovka. Oh yeah, d- definitely. I don't know what oh, that well. word means. Ma- mas- <laughs> maskarovka. It's a it's a, it's a Russian word for camouflage, but. The, like the KGB, and also like the Red Army, they would use this. It's by being so perfectly hidden in plain sight that your enemy doesn't know that you're operating. It's it's huh. it's like a basic tenet of like Russian military tactics now, and also American military tactics, but in a different way. The the CIA and the FBI operate. The CIA and the FBI and Homeland Security, all these fucking organizations operate very plainly in front of you because they want you to think that they're doing other things behind the scenes that are worse. They're just doing it right in front of you. They don't care because there's also we're one limited hangouts. Yeah, 
you're one person. Like, everybody is one person. It's part of the the particularization of the American populace. If everybody is one person and there is no collective idea on anything, there's no collective unity, there's no collective goals, the CIA can operate with complete and utter impunity because if they take me, what are the two of you going to do about it? Nothing. You don't. You can't because there's we're gonna nobody. Podcast about there's, it. We're going to tweet no, that's about the it. We're going to talk that's about the thing. it. That's the thing. What can you do about it? You can't physically do a thing about it. Same reason. It's the same reason. And I, maybe I'll have to edit myself out here, but it's the same reason why people don't politicians in this country. Why assassinations are very rare, and when they do occur, it always feels like the the government itself had a hand in eliminating its own head, eliminating a head from its own hydra. Not even just JFK. Abraham Lincoln. An arm of the establishment. An arm of establishment political power. The, well, who's the other guy who got killed? Grover Cleveland? Uh. uh what, what was that guy that got <laughs> wasn't killed? Grover Cleveland. Like, he got killed by his, like an anarchist. He got killed, yeah, a guy with a Polish sounding last name. He wasn't Polish. He was. I think he might have been a fucking Serb. Anyway. Um. But no, oh, well, yeah. but they killed him. Uh, well, he got killed by a leftist at the beginning of the very first Red Scare in this country. Everything that happens here is very controlled. <coughs> One of the lesser Kennedys. What? Oh, that's the Kennedy family curse. Uh, Sirhan Sirhan. Um, Nothing bad ever guy. happens to the Kennedys. There is no Warren Bosnick, <laughs> say. No, but no, but no, no, no. But, but, um, but what I mean is, is that... Every opposition you see in this country is controlled. Every opposition. It it would take a lot worse to bring the American Empire down. That's why I don't subscribe. I don't subscribe to doomerism. I, I refuse to be a doomer. I think that there is a positive future out there. I don't think I'm going to live to see it. Maybe I'll live to help begin building it. But I won't live to see that better future. It's going to take too long. The only way you can actually overturn the American Empire is going to be through a massive social revolution. And by social revolution, I think you all know what I mean. It will take a a full-on revolution in the way people think and the way they relate to power. And the way that power relates to them. The three-letter agencies think they can do whatever they want. That's why they did MKUltra. That's why they did the, the, Harvard, uh, the Harvard experiment, which is the thing that... May have made Ted Kaczynski what he was. Yeah. Do you think that was a part of MKUltra, or do you think that was like a different? The thing Harvard experiment was directly a part of MKUltra. Oh, okay. But it's the, all of these things tie together. The three-letter agencies want three-letter agencies who, at least in my opinion, are sixty-five percent of the actual government. Um, they want us all to be dumb and atomized. We don't even have to be dumb, as long as we're atomized. As long as there's 30 different intellectuals on Twitter who all claim to be the same thing but can't agree on anything, there is no chance of overturning it. The only time we got close, I feel like, in the last hundred years, was in the first lockdown. And they'll never put us in another lockdown again because all we had to do for months was sit and think about the conditions we were in, and we almost burned down half the country. Then that's why they won't put us in a lockdown again, because and we'd all have to be faced with the conditions we live in. As long as they keep us working, keep us keep us making just enough money to not be out of a house, but they know if we miss a day of work, we will be. Huh. Well, damn. And that reminds me, every single time 
like things get more bleak regarding like the pandemic and like new variants they release like a limited hangout that's like oh by the way aliens are real yeah like i I can't help but think but like some of the declassified stuff is just a part of a spectacle that's meant to overwhelm you almost i actually don't you don't i actually think when it comes to like aliens i honestly think that they do exist like I, I i think they're out there i think that i definitely think that at least some of the world's governments are aware of their presence and i really think that when those things get released it's really because it is partly background chatter and they know that as they release it now and it becomes public record it won't freak people out as much um especially when other things are going on but i also think it's part of uh like it's just we're at a point technologically where it's you can accept most of America can accept it, eighty percent of America can accept it. Whereas if let's say Roswell happened was real, America couldn't accept that in nineteen forty-seven. They wouldn't have been able. To, the general public would have lost their mind. Whereas whereas now, I think, you know, we've got the power of ten Apollo 11s in my fucking hand. I think people are a little bit more comfortable with the idea that there is other stuff out there. The the idea that aliens would follow like a roughly like primate like uh, design logic, not design, and, and I mean <laughs> unless you unless you subscribe to that belief, but um like the idea that <laughs> the idea that um aliens would have like primate features like opposable thumbs and like uh you know the front facing eyes and all that shit. Um, do you think it's possible that rather than like all these like theories that, you know, other forms of life may not even be carbon based or they would be incomprehensible to us? Do you think that like primates are actually just the perfect fucking like design for life and all sentient life in the universe is going to eventually like cycle be back bipedal. to the primate? Yeah, like the the primate form. Do you want to hear my but... most ins- you want to hear my most insane fucking take that I know is gonna make me sound like a crazy person? Absolutely, yeah, I would love. To you ever see Ancient Aliens? <laughs> oh okay, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I believe in ancient aliens. I'm not saying I believe in ancient aliens. I'm not. I'm just saying I don't think we'll ever find the missing link because the missing link is artificial. I thought you guys already talked about that. I'd just like to say Chandran said damn in the Discord at the exact same time that you were just I just that. think that the missing link is an artificial <laughs> link. What I'm saying is is that I don't... Maybe saying I think we're in a zoo is a bad way to say it. I think we're being observed. I think our evolution is being observed, and I think maybe at some point we were given a nudge. I think we... I mean... I don't... I mean... I think we may have been given a, given a nudge Obviously a nudge in the point. wrong direction. Not that we were created in a lab, but that at some point our ancestors were deemed the most violent, or the most competitive, or the most something, and we were given a nudge towards intelligence? Maybe... I mean, that's an interesting theory, because there's a lot of... there's a lot of competing theories on what specifically made our common ancestor, which we still don't necessarily know for sure um like the missing link i mean uh like what made them start to develop these features that favor you know 
intelligence as humans know it. Um, there's like theories like, you know, we started eating meat. There's theories that um, because we stood up to like look over the plains, I guess, uh, or like the savanna that that gave our brains more room to grow or some shit. There's theories about like psychedelic drugs that early humans were eating or early human ancestors. There's a whole bunch of shit, but we don't really know for sure either way. Um, no, I have an answer I feel like for this. <laughs> what, what, what's your answer? I, the reason why Grog... Are we talking about Grug? me? <laughs> yeah, Grug. with Grog. The reason why <laughs> Grug. Grug started getting soft and, and human-like, or, or, or homo sapien-like, is because of modernity. Shut up, Ethan. What do you mean? Uh, Grog was participating in postmodernism. We have to go back. And oh, we yeah. return. <laughs> we have to go back. Return to Grug. <laughs> Shut up. No, I just think that there's aliens um, out there, and I think that the government knows that they're there. And I think that contact has already been established. And I have faith in humanity and our own ingenuity and our ability to create great things. I also think that many of the world's great religions, cults, whatever the fuck you want to call them, are on to something. Um, Damn, that's crazy. I wanted to say back to Austin's, like, you know, the, the prompt of, do you think that, uh, you know, bipeds and, and primates are, like, the the format for, like, the best, blueprint for life. best life form? Uh, I, uh, I have an immediate... Uh, no to that because I don't crab. Know, he, uh, primates are pretty fragile crab yeah i mean in all fairness there's so many organisms that are like way way better at just fucking the crabification surviving. of america yeah like so like intelligence like it's very useful for us in our survival but like only well no actually extent. you're wrong so it's like you're both wrong you're both wrong. Okay. Because, be, because, <laughs> okay. because intelligence is our defense mechanism. That's why we are so soft and squishy and good at killing each other. That's why we're not like crabs. That's why we're not like, you know, a heavily armored thing or something with no bones, like an octopus where it's, you're squishy and you, it's hard to hurt you. We are just brain cases. We are the most efficient form of feeding our brains. And I think that while an alien species civilization whatever you want to call it may not look just like us i think they will also have come towards this convergent point of being the most efficient way to feed their brains while also not just being a brain in a jar that's what a human is we're the most yeah, efficient I mean, form of ha literally hand to fucking mouth feeding ourselves while also maintaining the ability to fight one another to 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 compete homo sapiens straightened out their back and started participating in the free market. They literally pulled themselves <laughs> exactly. up by their tree vines, okay? <laughs> no, but I... I th Grug not like rock I think market most, today. I think most other advanced oh civilizations, goodness. to a point, would look something like, maybe not bipedal, but something like a relatively light, relatively strong brain case. I think that most of them would have the same relative... Like like opposable thumbs, something like that is a necessary requirement for tool making. 
Otters have a fucking opposable thumbs. <laughs> I really like the idea that um, there's like a species of like ape aliens out there that tried to push us in the their direction evolutionarily and and so just like this there's like multiple ape alien species out there that like that, I don't that's, think they're apes i just that's think my personal... bipedal like i think we're a very efficient we're a very efficient yeah form. but like i i would like to think they're apes. we're a very efficient form because we're not good at being in any one place we're good at we're okay at being everywhere like a cockroach that rocks I love being humans okay are okay at living everywhere that's the thing you don't see like you don't see chimps everywhere they can't survive in the woodlands the woodlands yeah, of europe I mean... or the woodlands of north america or the plains of uh eastern asia or the plains of of uh latin south america or north america they they're very specialized we're generalists I mean, that is the thing. I mean, there used to be so many, um, like, subspecies of Homo sapiens. Like, a, there was a bunch of different homos running around the... <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Leaving that a... in. <laughs> there was a bunch of different Homo subspecies running around the world, like, all over. Like, there was Neanderthals, but humans were just, like, the most efficient form of that, so everyone else died out or merged with like... humans, like... Neanderthals, they started, like, breeding amongst humans until they were just phased out and... I have more Neanderthal like DNA than 46% about, of like, people. Took a 23andMe test. Yeah. That rocks, dude. Grug. That's why my knuckles drag on the ground. <laughs> we should just start calling you Grug. Everybody else already does that. Grug. <laughs> um, I thought of something regarding, like, how we got to ancient aliens. Um, about how... And I don't know that much about this, but certain, like, accounts from, like, various religions will describe angels as, as just being, like, a, f a flying thing with, like, hundreds of eyeballs. Be not afraid. Anybody know anything about that? Yeah, the fucked up, like, seraphim. Uh, to, to widen what you're saying, accounts of basically every religion on the planet Earth, the earliest forms of those religions all ascribe to the same thing that they were seeing the same thing was being seen around the world at the same time and then it all stopped I don't know if that's necessarily true no it is well because i there was some i took a i took a class on like african religion and there's one creation myth where um like, a, there was a very large chicken on a patch of sand that started scratching the ground until that sand got spread out across the world and created... Okay, happened. well, they weren't included in the alien visitations. See. Um... <laughs> they, they, the they didn't go to that, to that group specifically. No, because a lot of creation myths <laughs> are vaguely similar. Um, but a lot of their visits from yeah, their gods are very eerily similar. From South America to North America to, you know, Siberia to Australia. The visit, when, they're vi when their gods visit them, which they, for none of these people, has happened in a very long time, they always came the same way. They would always come down from the sky. They would come down from the sky in something. Most, They would come down from the sky in something, generally. In a thing. 
Thank you, resident Catholic and Mormon expert. Well, <laughs> you have very old legends from South America where they're always coming down like in a thing, in like a ship of some kind, and their art would almost depict them operating it. You have the same thing occurring in Egypt and Nubia and at Great Zimbabwe and Southern Africa. You have the same thing happening in Southeast Asia with the basically the proto-Vietnamese and the earliest of the Chinese. You have the same thing happening in Aboriginal art in Australia. You have the same thing happening with art across um, the Sahara, which 10,000 years ago was was kind of looked like Utah, would have been relatively green and relatively wet and had lakes and rivers. Civilization was there. And you have the same thing in the oldest European myths, which have basically been Christianized and destroyed, but those earliest civilizations of Europe had the same myths. It's all... it all lines up. I guess to throw a bone to your alien theories, um, to your credit, in that uh, chicken myth I mentioned, I do seem to recall, like, like, God opening the sky and bringing the chicken down himself to terraform the land, so, you know, maybe. Oh, that definitely brings it all back together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Greg, I don't want to, I don't want you to have to cut out too much of your ancient aliens part, but we... My I unhinged think, rant? Yeah, your alien, your alien rants, but we do have to make some time for the coffee. The coffee we got questions. some coffee questions? Yeah, of course. Alright, let's just um, segue right into that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, so... First, I'd like to acknowledge Jules, who bought us $50 worth of coffee, which is just a stupid way of saying uh, we were given $50. Uh, no message attached, I don't think, but uh, thank you to Jules. Thanks, Jules. We're going to eat that chimp food. <laughs> it's, we're 46% of the way there. But we're going to make Ethan oh, do it, too, now. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, have you ever had a nibble? Just yeah. a little sample? Yeah, no, I've, I feel it, like I've said like? this before. I've had a little nibble. I've had a little snack. What's the uh, what's the flavors? What notes do you pick up? I gotta know. The notes are first nothing. Um, you just experience the texture, and it's really overwhelming. And then there's an aftertaste of sort of like a almost fruity cornflake taste. And then it just, like, it's kind of, it, you know, that, that's just the whole aftertaste. And it just lasts way too long to be pleasant. So it's a mm. very neutral experience, but, like, it's so neutral that it's, like, a bad thing. <laughs> that's honestly kind of what I expect, where they just, like, they're not going for flavor. They're just, like, okay, put just this amount of this nutrient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you know, uh, how many calories are there? Oh shit! I I can't remember the exact calculations, but uh, um, they need to get these guys some variety. Like, you're you're of supposed flavor. to you're supposed to divvy out a certain amount, a certain weight in pellets based on the caloric intake. Like you're trying to meet a chimpanzee's daily caloric intake or recommended caloric intake, and by meeting that, you will give them like the the pellets will contain the exact right amount of nutrients. Uh, to give them more than their, you know, daily recommendation. But yeah, anyways, moving on. <laughs> We've got two actual questions. Um, one from Eddie with two Ds, and one with one from Eddie with one D. 
<laughs> Maybe it's like Edie and Eddie. I don't know. Very, very funny coincidence. But um, twins, no doubt. Uh, so E D I E, um, the first Eddie, Edie says the U.S. just dumped a bunch of chimps on a barren island in Liberia after they were done doing medical tests on them. Uh, question mark? Question mark? Which, um, if your question is like, if that's just an expression of disbelief, then yeah, no, they they literally did just do that. Um, you know, speaking like, again, we uh, segueing back to what I was talking about with the testing on chimpanzees thing. Um, like we had a like there was a need for the U.S. government and like other uh, entities to test on chimpanzees because it seemed more ethically right than testing on humans to, you know, create technology for other humans. Um, but once they're done with those chimpanzees, um, sometimes they end up getting sent to nice sanctuaries. Sometimes they end up getting euthanized because they all have Parkinson's, like whatever the hell happened at NASA. And sometimes they just dump them on an abandoned island in Liberia for some fucking reason. <laughs> Rip to um, my homies. Like, you can go... You can go to the chimp island, and there was, like, I think, I'm not sure if this is a different chimp island, but I think the Humane Society attempted to start a sanctuary there, but the funding fell apart for various reasons that include, like, weird nonprofit politics. Um, but I'd also, <laughs> I, I would also like to include this little bit that they included after their question is, also, they said, also, Greg, pull your head in hyping up his poli-sci degree, yet he can't even do the reading for the Travis episode. Love your show, Wait, though. who said that? <laughs> oh. The the first ah. Eddie, the E-D-I-E. Thanks, thanks Eddie slash Eddie. I'll do my best to do the readings. I didn't yeah, do the readings yeah. this week either. Yeah, I don't do too. reading. Oh, I, I thought you were... <laughs> I thought you were going to have a more violent reaction to being owned by a coffee question no i don't want to i don't want to be cursed (laughs) you know that's fair um i just uh verified the thing about you know it wasn't positive about the parkinson's uh but uh here we go i'll i'll just i'll make this quick but uh so there were 27 primates euthanized by nasa in the in that report um and it and this excerpt from the foia document says the monkeys were aging and 21 of them had parkinson's disease oh, okay uh, so it was just the majority of them that's so many of them but 21 out of 27 well like what's the if they're aging like i don't know do you have some idea of like what the odds for that would be for like uh, not very high i mean because the sanctuary i worked at or interned at was all aging chimps like the place i worked at all of the males were like extremely old like nearing their life expectancy some of them uh one of them was actually over the life expectancy uh and none of them had parkinson's i mean they were a little messed up from whatever experiments they've you know experienced but no parkinson's so that that's definitely something weird that nasa did to them uh probably exposed them to fucking radiation of some kind yeah i could see like arthritis but like 21 out of 27 having parkinson's and then later in the article they're like uh that's that they, is not they normal said, chimpanzee aging for the for the record they were perfecting their formula to kill michael j fox jesus christ greg <laughs> is he dead 
I, I don't I don't know. He's got Parkinson's. I, so. I think he's still alive. Uh, they had someone from uh uh oh gosh uh U.S. Representative Who? Kathleen Rice Uh-oh. D. New York. I don't know. Not a Democrat. Uh, representative from New York, Democrat, said <laughs> the monkeys were experiencing the effects of old age and were being housed indefinitely in a laboratory setting despite not being used in any recent research protocol. So these guys had been around. But uh, I guess speaking of ethics, the other Eddie bought us a coffee and said, what are your chimp-related career aspirations? Question is mostly directed at Austin, but the rest of you can share your boring, non-chimp-related career aspirations as well. And then, in parentheses, they say, Also, I met Beirut Galdikas when I was seven, just need to flex that once in my life. Which is... Actually, that's that's really cool. But anyways, um... What, what, do you guys have any chimpanzee career aspirations? Do you no, fucking think I do? falls into the category of boring, non-chimp-related career well i personally <laughs> i don't know if you know this but i'm trying to go into a career related to primates but um oh wait to answer the to answer eddie's question um um i would really there's like on this podcast just because i don't really want to ruin my future potential career um aspirations by like associating myself or other people with you know my with my online posting um, but I will say there's like a very well-known uh, PhD haver, doctor <laughs> uh, of primatology, um, who specifically relates to like chimpanzees and stuff, who was hiring for a research assistant position. And I was really interested in applying for that. You know, all this. I don't want to tie myself to any. I don't want them to like look at recent applications and then like find this episode. Not that that would happen, but, like, you know what I mean. Jane Goodall, would you smash? <laughs> yes or no? Young Jane Goodall. <laughs> Young Jane Goodall, I, yes or no? Let, let me, let me, let me Google a picture, let me Google a picture. Yes. I just, I just Googled it too, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Maybe, mm, actually, no. What's going on with her face? Well, I don't, well, I don't, I mean, I mean, it is a bit... Is she British? Well, I don't know, I mean, it really depends. God, yeah, I figured it British, out, she has such a sure. fucking English face. <laughs> it is a very British... You guys are gonna get What's she gonna do, come after me from the fucking... <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've been really avoiding the, the, the question. She's gonna get, um, she's gonna would get you the kiss chimps chimps to come after you. She's fucking 87, And she's married, she's married, oh well, all of her husbands are dead. The Jane Goodall fan accounts. Are oh, like the K-pop stands. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming. Um, I think next week maybe we'll talk about some more primate um, research that was done on the behalf of the government. Um, and maybe we'll uh, we'll actually start to touch on some some important historical facts. Um, I think I'm going to make these goons read um, Heart of Darkness, and um, <laughs> then we're going to start talking about some primatology, how it ties into. Early Darwinianism, um, and uh, you know things like that. So uh, yeah, yeah so uh, stay that. tuned, and um, go fuck yourselves. Good night, Mark.
I tested positive for coronavirus and the government put me underground. <laughs>